Roundtable with Abram and Aisha. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Glad that you are here. We are glad to be here. Um, I think we're going to continue on what we talked about last week. Last week, we just a quick recap. We began to talk about how to get from point A to point B, how to grow in the Lord. And last week, we began on two two things that you need to make sure that you you have one um a place where you can worship the lord the right church that the lord has for you that he sent you to not somewhere where you can be comfortable but someone who's going to teach the uncompromising word of god so that you may grow thereby and then we also talked about discipleship and how you need someone who has produced fruit in their lives and have been where you've been and they can help you along the way so I think we wanted to continue on that because we had much more to say about that. And uh, so this week I was in my own time with the Lord and praying. I read Mark chapter 4 and it was the parable of the sower. And we're going to read a little bit of that and kind of talk about that today. Um, because what I like about that parable is that every person in this world, saved or unsaved, falls in one of those four categories. And so we're going to talk about those four categories and and show how you get from point A to point B because how can you grow or how can you move forward unless you know where you're at. So we're going to read it and go from there. We are in Mark 4, verse 3. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much fruit. And immediately it sprung up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell on thorns among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. I bet you those disciples were like, What in the world does this mean? What is he talking about? Well, they till the ground. Well, it does. Well, yeah, they till the ground. That's true. That's true, but... Clearly, they didn't know what it meant because they, they, after they got into private action and saying, what, what is this? And uh, so I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up at verse 10 and continue on. It says, and when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. That seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? So here he is. He's getting ready to explain what this parable is. And then we'll give real-life examples or um, real-life things as we go through this. He says, The sower sows the word. So the sower sows the word, verse 15, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and take it away the word that was sown in their hearts. 
And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Verse 17, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And then finally, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. So how do we get from the first category to the last category? That's where you want to be, to that person who sows the word, hears it, produces fruit, and um, it's settled in their relationship yeah, how do you, with the Lord. How do you get a, a harvest? Yeah. Basically. Good question. You know, there's farmers, you know, they, there was a, a crop failure. You know, the, Kenneth Hagin would say, someone was saying, literally they was farmers. There was a crop failure. There was tomato failure. There's a, a corn failure. Like everything was failing <laughs> yeah. that, that winter. Mm-hmm. And so how do we get to the point where the elements, if you will, yeah. the devices of the devil do not destroy your crop, do not destroy your harvest? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's first expound on each position, and then I think we will start to understand some things. The first person or the first group of people is everybody. One thing I like, everyone in this entire earth has the ability to hear the word concerning Christ and him crucified, concerning the gospel. Everybody in this entire earth has that ability. And so this first group, they heard the word, and Satan comes and immediately steals that word from them. So maybe maybe you were invited to a church, and you hear the gospel concerning Jesus. And something inside you just like, I ain't trying to hear that. Mm-mm. Or that ain't for me. Or that ain't right. Or that's not the truth. That's Satan coming immediately and stealing that word. Yep. Before the end of church, you're already trying to get out. Right. You're trying to go to the restroom. You're like, man, I'm out. You're starting to go think about football or whatever it is. Or whatever it is. Or maybe you're with friends and they're trying to, they're trying to tell you about Jesus. And you're like, man, I ain't trying to hear that. You know, or, or you just don't want to hear. Remember what Jesus says, he that have he- ears to hear, let, let him hear. hear. Well, that's that first group. Satan comes immediately and takes that word, and and so it never does anything. And so that person walks about still unchanged, still in, his, in, in, still in the same way of life. That second sex- session is those that's um, fallen by the wayside. It says, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, I'm sorry, not that one, we just did that one. Verse 16, it says, um, oh, yeah, if they fall on stony ground, when they have heard the word immediately, they receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves, and so endure but a time, but when persecution or affliction arise for yeah. the word's sake, I think a lot of early, say your, your heart is for the Lord, I think mm-hmm. maybe new Christians may fall on this yeah. um, category. It's like you you feeling really good about, but the Lord, the Lord may have done something for yeah. you, and you you experienced them, and you're happy. Mm-hmm. But life is gonna come. Monday's coming for everybody, mm-hmm. and that word, the devil go and takes it. 
mm-hmm. because the the ground isn't yet ripe for yeah. for the seed. Right. It hasn't been, you know, tilled and you got a hole in a every other instrument that you use to to uh, make the ground fertile mm-hmm. and and soft for the seed to go in. The devil easily takes that away. Yeah. You know, that's that's that person exactly that um I've I've noticed that when um even for myself or others that I've seen when they first have come to Christ and and the Lord just pours out their love mm-hmm. on them or pours yeah. out their love on you and and just begins to to bless you and just to show you how much he loves you mm-hmm. and you're like man this is good remember this person received it with gladness you yeah. know and it's like man this is good man i'm not in this position anymore yeah, the they, Lord they may have me. got a, a new job their a bill yeah. may have been paid yeah you know those type or of things. one of those people who say well lord if you do this i'll serve yeah. you you know or if there is a god and then the lord delivers them right yeah and in the way that they need but as time goes on, it if just kind of, yeah, kind of just fades away. It fades away because they didn't, they didn't do nothing with it. As yeah. long as the Lord was blessing them, life was good. But as soon they start to get some persecution or some, um, you know, somebody said, some well, who hardships may some come. hardships may come, or who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Are you better than me? Are you yep. this and you that? And because they haven't studied the word or because mm-hmm. they haven't spent time with the Lord, then they get offended and they like, uh uh-uh, uh, this ain't this ain't worth it. Yeah. You know? And you forget that how good the Lord was to you. Mm-hmm. You forget that that feeling that you had when it was almost you you needed the Lord and yeah. he came through mm-hmm. and you forget that that feeling that he gave you through those things that he used through people, whoever it was that he used that you like, I know this is God. Mm-hmm. But then as time goes on, the devil comes in through different si- situations and scenarios and that love for him is, is it gone. never grew. Yeah. It was it was one sided. He loved you, but mm-hmm. you didn't really love the Lord. Yeah. Because if you love the Lord then you would have been spending time with him or yeah. you would have been reading your words. He's spending you time it. with this, whatever he gave you. You happy right. about that bill being paid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got, you got about 30 days to that next, next thing that, that you may need of the Lord. Mm-hmm. What did you do within that 30 days? You just like, Oh yeah, my bills pay. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Yeah. You're just using bills. And then after that, you back at that same yeah. tree. This person's that person who let everybody else pray for them instead of praying for them the, themselves, you mm-hmm. know, and getting in the word and trying to figure out themselves with the with the Lord so they can grow. Yeah. They just want everybody else to do it for them. And, you know, we've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there for like 30 years. Uh, my parents, you know, <laughs> my parents would always say, you got to go off. It's, it's on your relationship with the Lord, not mine. Mm. And it was good. That worked for some time. But the devil came and took whatever I had, even though I was there every Sunday. Yeah. I didn't use it. Mm-hmm. And that next, um, that next group is the one that's been sown on among thorns. And um, it says, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things entering in, choke the word. I mean... There is a lot of people that's right here in this group 
where the cares of this world. I think Abram yeah. was kind of talking about it last week of um, even him, you know. He was thinking, how am I going to take care of my family, this and mm-hmm. that. You know, the cares of this world of this world was was choking the word instead of yeah. him getting into it and seeing what the what the word says about it and doing it. it yeah, your 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 thoughts and emotions and are all on the world on mm-hmm. what's around you. Mm-hmm. And so those things come in and it becomes greater than than the word because you hadn't done anything with the word. Yeah. And that's where the devil can come in. And take it away. Yeah. And we go around that tree so many times. Yeah, I know I have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, how do I get past this? And each time you may try to start again, but yet instead he's getting choked mm-hmm. by the word. I mean, by by the by the devil. He comes in and he's taking it, and no fruit, none. Mm-hmm. And then the time where you're supposed to bear fruit. And you know there's a time, and just in a general sense, you know, okay, if I'm doing this, well, something good should come of it. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you think about when you first get on with a job. You have a what? A 90-day mm-hmm. probation period, right? Yeah. And in that probation period, you're supposed to show mm-hmm. some fruit. Because if you don't, then this job is not going to work yeah, for it's, you. Yeah, it's 90 days. Yeah. That's all you got. But in in our Christian life, I think we we just think we can just walk around here, just uh, you know, staying babies, mm-hmm. looking like the curious but <laughs> Benjamin, Benjamin Button, Button, you know, looking grown but but still a baby, you know. Um, and one thing this this particular part early on it says that those thorns grow up with you, and mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because you are surrounded by. Um, the lust of your eye you're you're mm-hmm. surrounded by the deceitfulness of riches and i mean everything that's in this world that that looks good they just in that saying that everything that glitters is not gold you know mm-hmm. um you're surrounded by all that stuff and it begins to take your attention and 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 so now um being saved is just a religious thing. It's just say, okay, I go to church. Okay, maybe I read my Bible. Maybe I mm. didn't. And maybe uh, when you had started out, it was something that you was really seeking after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then things began to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you want more. You don't want to, you don't, you know, you think being a Christian is going to be flat out boring. While everybody else is having a good time and, you know, partying, drinking, whatever. Being a Christian is going to be flat out boring because you can't do anything. Those are those cares of this life that's choking that word of God um, out of you. You know, so we've all kind of been in that. But then it comes to the final one, that final group. And it says, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. When I was reading that this week, I said, look at that. I saw, I mean, in, in, I can sum that up in three steps. This person heard the word. This person received the word. And then they did something with that word. Heard, receive, do. Heard, receive, do. That is the way to grow, how to get from point A to point B. Remember, that's what we're talking about here. Um, how to grow in the Lord. You got to hear the word. 
and not just here. Don't let it fall on the wayside. Don't let Satan come and steal that word from you. Don't let the cares of this life steal that word from you. Choke the word out of you. And um, the person that it fell on among stones, they heard it and received it with gladness, but they, they didn't do anything with it. The Bible says you have to hear it, receive it, and then do something with that word. Yeah, it says in Colossians 2, 6, it says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Mm-hmm. When you receive him, there's more than just receiving him. And like you were saying, you just think it's just supposed to just happen, or I said it's just supposed to happen. But you're supposed to walk in him. Mm-hmm. If you're not walking in the Lord, the devil is going to easily come in and take it from you. Because we said last time, if you don't do anything with the word, it's not yours. It's 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 going to be taken away. And then Jesus even, I forgot which parable it says, but he says, "What whatever you have and you don't use, it'll be taken from you. Mm-hmm. I forgot where that's at, but yep. I believe that applies here. It does. Go ahead. Yeah, it does. You know, um, receiving and doing here. That's what I was going to say. Uh, even when you're coming to the Lord. What do you have to do to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Well, Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us you got to hear about Jesus, number one. You got to hear about what he did. You got to receive it and you got to believe it. And then you have to do something. You have to confess with your mouth. If we go to Romans 10, 9 and 10, let's read it. You'll see those same principles that we're talking about here. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart, um, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And if you continue on, it talks about how you have to hear and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you got to hear the word, you got to receive it, you got to believe it and take it as your own. And then you just don't let it sit there because that's how you don't allow a mm-hmm. root to get into you. You have to do something with that word. To get saved, you got to speak it out. And say that you believe this and say that you believe you you want Jesus to come into mm-hmm. your heart and you want him to um, to uh, save you and and live in you so that you can walk in him. Same thing if you need healing for your body. You got to hear the word concerning healing. You got to receive it for yourself and then you got to do something with it. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit at the TV and hear all this word and say, oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. Oh, I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your belly's probably growing fat. You know, you becoming a couch potato, but you're not producing anything. That last group is producing fruit. Mm-hmm. So when people look at their lives, they're saying, man, they're wondering, what is this joy that is in you? How did you get that joy? How did you go from point A to point B? You know, Mm -hmm. last week, Abram was talking about just his kind of own walk and different things that he was uh, he was doing. And it kind of kept him, but he still needed more. So I'm going to let him finish up that story because he was in that group of producing fruit. When you start out in the Lord, you feel that or you actually making a, a conscious effort to follow him. You need to get to a point where it's almost, I won't say this a clockwork, but you, you get to a place where you're actually gaining some momentum, mm-hmm. if you will. And there comes a point to where you get to where you don't want to go back. It's almost like you're climbing up a mountain and then you look 
down and you like, oh man, I'm up this far. I might as well continue. Mm-hmm. And then as you can, as, as you continue to, to climb that mountain, if you will, you, you there's so much that you've gained. You don't want to go back. And in my life, we had some things that me and Aisha, we asked of the Lord and he fulfilled them. Mm-hmm. He gave those to us. So why would I go and ask for something from the Lord and then he gives it to me and then I I act like he didn't give it to me? I, I look at it as it wasn't good enough as time goes on. But when I was going, when I was really needing him and I asked him and then he answers me, but then I say, I forget about it. Mm-hmm. I look, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to get complacent. Uh, I, I got... I got something on my belt and then I forget all about it. And then until the next time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we can kind of, we feel that we've gained some, some excellence with the Lord or we gained some, um, we gotten somewhere with God. But then once we get whatever we have gotten from him, what we asked, we kind of go back to where we were before. We kind of go two steps forward, one step back. You may, been believing the Lord for a job. You get the job, and then what happens? You forget what manner of man you were, and then talks about in James, and then you go back to how you used to be. You get on the job, you praise God, oh, thank you, Jesus, for the job. And then you get on the job, and then those same habits that you were doing on your previous job that may have got you fired or may got you laid off, or you're in a situation where you need a new one, then you start doing those exact same things on the next job. And then you don't never you don't ever grow from there. Yeah. Or you may need a vehicle. And then after you get it, then you get in a wreck. And then you start saying, why does this happen to me? Or you may not even cr- question why it's happening. You just think, oh, it's just life. No, it's because somewhere in your life, you're not doing the word of God where mm-hmm. he wants you to do. We have to, to grow from where we were before. And we think that, oh, it's just life just happening. No, there's a reason why these things are happening. You need to assess your your life and figure out what you have done. And then if you do, the Bible says, if you humble yourself, turn from your ways, I will heal your land. Mm-hmm. It, it's just easy. Yeah. And then you continue in that. And then as you continue to grow, as far as myself, I've had these things happen to me where I may have gotten complacent. Once I've got to a place where the Lord has answered my prayer, I, I've done it. I feel like, oh, well, I praise him enough or I read my Bible enough. And now I should be getting something from the Lord. Where are you, Lord? Where are you? Mm-hmm. That's not always how it works. That's why we always talk about a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But then as you continue in the Lord, you begin to see the scripture being opened up unto you. It's not just a something on a page that you're reading, that you're trying to get to work for you. It is something that you are living as yeah. you continue. And I think that's where we have to be. And we have to get to that. You have to be living this word. It says that this is the living word of God. Mm-hmm. He is a, a living God. He, he's not dead. He's living. He's God of the living. Yeah. So walk ye in him. The so if you're, you if you're living, if he's living, then you, you're like him. So you need to live in his word as well. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, you look, you look up and you say, wow, the Lord has done this, that, and the other. And then it's not even an a la carte thing with the Lord anymore. You just begin to just 
want to be with him as he wants to be with you. It says that he says that he dwells in you. Him and the father dwell in you. Mm -hmm. But it also has to be something where you dwelling him as well. Yeah, It's easy. He says that he's going to dwell in you. But we have to do something with our lives and our time as well to dwell in him. Because yeah. at times we may just read it. Okay, I read my Bible and we talked about this before. I read my Bible and, and I'm good. But where is reading your Bible? Where is that? How does that coincide with dwelling? You know, I dwell with Aisha, my wife. I dwell with my children. They dwell with me. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're just dwelling. I'm dwelling with them or not necessarily in them, but you get what I'm saying. But they're also in turn with me as well. Yep. They're dwelling. We're, we're in the house together. Mm-hmm. It's your house. As we talk about Christ heart my home or my heart Christ's home is Christ in your home Mm -hmm. is he in everything that you do is he in your daily lives or is he just at a a buffet is he a buffet table to you Mm -hmm. where you try to get all you can while you're there and then once you you get full then you just you go back yeah you return to the vomit as it talks about it in in Psalm David says it returning as as a dog return to the vomit Mm mm-hmm and I want to say we may you may cringe a little bit, but why does a dog vomit? I mean, some get stuck in his throat or, or something is nasty. I'll just say something is nasty. I would do it at the dinner table. Sorry, mommy. When I felt something was nasty, I would throw up. Who wants to go back to their vomit? Who wants to go back and eat that? But yet in our lives, we go back because as far as God is concerned, we going back to vomit. Mm-hmm. We going back to something that ain't good in the first place. You threw it up for a reason. You giving up your old life for a reason. Yeah. So why are we why are we returning to that when the goodness of we've tasted, we've eaten of the goodness of God, but we're going to turn back to the vomit that we once were, the old man. How can we go back? When we have already laid down the foundation, we sat at the table of God and we're going to want something that the devil has it is vomit in comparison to what the goodness of god is at his table yeah yeah and with that i think we're gonna wrap that up until next time i mean what else can you say to that don't return to your vomit (laughs) yes it's not good it's not good no find out where are you be honest with yourself don't lie to yourself where are you in the midst of these four groups and wherever you are Take that next step to get out of that group if you're in one of the first three groups. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that uh, fourth group, remember, there's different levels. Some some produce fruit 30, 30. some did 60, 60, and some did 100. So you still got some stepping yeah. to do. We all got to get to 100. Right. As long as we're I don't like earth. I don't like C's and D, D's, C's and B's. No, I was I, I, I want the A's. When we should always want to strive my, for my my for boss A's. would call me a curve buster, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mess it up, man. I messed up the curves. No, take that step. You got to hear the word. You got to receive the word, and you got to do something with it. Take the step. Mm-hmm. And you have to, as you take the step, you have to continue and continue to get from the thirty or get get to the thirty, and then you continuing the sixty, yeah. and as we continue, we get to the hundred. 
I'll say I'll finish this with one thing that my uh, our pastor, my father-in-law, my spiritual father will always say. You take one step, God will take two. That way he is always leading you and you're always following him. As long as you continue to follow him and you continue to do his word, you continue to hear his word, receive it and do it, you won't fall back. So with that, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. See you next time.